Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Steve Boutwell. I am here with Jessica Engler. Jessica is a partner in our New Orleans office in our intellectual property section, and she is also a certified information privacy professional. Today, we're going to be talking briefly about the Lil Nas X issue that came up with Nike. And as you may recall, or you may have seen in the media, there were 666 pairs of what are termed Satan shoes developed uh, with a drop of blood in each shoe. And this, this was done in collaboration with a company called MSCHF. So these were modified Nikes. And so this, this whole initiative raised the ire of one of the world's largest brands. And so we've got Jessica here today to tell us a little bit more about, about this issue. So Jessica, tell us a little bit about, maybe set the stage for us, tell us a little bit about this issue, and then we can talk a little bit more about you know the dilution of a trademark. Sure, Steve. So as you, you know, introduced, Mischief Studios, or Mischief Product Studios, I believe is the name of the company, is an art collaboration studio out of New York that collaborated with musician Lil Nas X to produce the Satan shoes, which are based on a pair of Nike shoes that, like you said, famously have a, uh, a drop of blood on them, but they've also gone and added a lot of satanic motifs, including a pentagram and a biblical quote related to Satan, but then also to try and identify them as an art and collector's item, they have a numbering stitched on to them too, of which number of the 666 pairs that are out there you have. So if you had the first pair, it's it's one out of 666. Nike was not too fond of these once they started receiving some blowback on social media and tweets saying that they, people couldn't believe that Nike was involved with this and vowing that they were no longer going to be purchasing Nike shoes. So ultimately, Nike did go and file a lawsuit against Mischief Product Studios, the makers of the shoes, not against Lil Nas X, just against Mischief, claiming trademark infringement because it included still the Nike swoosh on the shoes, uh, as well as trademark dilution. Those were the two major claims that were brought by Nike. The, the suit has since been settled, but you know there's still a lot of really interesting questions that these shoes brought up for the intellectual property community. Jessica, that's great. Thank you so much. Tell us a little bit more about um, the the issue of art collaboration and its effect on uh, trademarks. So art collaboration, just just what it is in general, and and collaboration culture is specifically what Mischief was commenting on with these shoes. Is many brands today, Nike being one of them, will you know with either a particular musician or a artist will go and produce a limited edition run of a particular item, say, say for example, shoes in the case of Nike, which are decorated in a particular way. So, so here's just generally what a collaboration is as a basic, um, is that there's a several brands that are out there. Nike's one of them. Ikea has had their own set of collaborations where they, instead of using just their internal, like, art department, they've worked with an artist that a lot of people know or a particular brand that maybe they haven't worked together with in the past. So whenever a new production comes out, it is brand in collaboration with a particular artist. And a lot of times it's done not only just to 
put some uh, a more creative or a more interesting or just a limited edition kind of run of the product, a lot of times it is to also reach a wider audience to try and get maybe people that aren't current customers of the brand interested in the brand so that they will buy things in relation to their favorite artists. Mischief has made statements about the Satan shoes, specifically stating that they are based or in relation to a 2019 piece of art that they put out called the Jesus shoes, which similar to the Satan shoes are also based on Nike Air Max 97s that had holy water in the soles and also included stitching related to biblical verses about uh, Jesus and walking on the water. So the commentary that Mischief was trying to make with these shoes, according you know to their statements, is that people will collaborate with anybody and making a statement about a company choosing or seeming to choose to collaborate with either Jesus or, or Satan as, as were these shoes. Of course, the, the problem that Nike encountered and, and what Nike didn't enjoy was being associated with Satan and that's or the suggestion that they would collaborate with that particular design. And so this was a what we say, an involuntary collaboration. Thank you, Jessica. So I think we all know collaborations or collabs are all around us. They're blossoming on social media. They're in the business press. They're in the news. So what what advice do you have for a company that's thinking about entering into an art collaboration with a real person and not a figure like Satan or Jesus? So there's a, there's a couple different things I would have that business think about. Number one is just from a business risk decision is understand who exactly you're going to be collaborating with. You know, that person you're collaborating with, it has their own brand, has their own uh, works that they put out there. And so you want to make sure that the person that you're going to be collaborating with has an image and has a brand that is one that fits your brand and fits your uh, your brand's lifestyle as well. We've seen certainly from you know the ideas of cancel culture and such around when celebrity or an artist makes statements that people disagree with significantly, uh, how quickly social media can not only have backlash against that person, but also the brands that they collaborate with. So really understand who exactly it is you're going to be collaborating with before you start walking down the path of entering into agreements. And agreements is my second thing, is make sure that you have your intellectual property rights really put down on paper and really very well understood between the parties. You're going to want to consider not only just the this subject of copyright and whether to ultimately be able to own and be able to reproduce this artist's work. So exactly who owns the copyright and making sure that that is well set out in your agreement is important, as well as, uh, you know, your trademark use. You know, the person that you're collaborating with is certainly going to want to be able to advertise the fact that they are collaborating with you. But at the same time, you don't want to necessarily give them full range to use your trademark in, in ways that you disagree with. So as far as what type of advertising and what type of use of your trademark you're going to allow your collaborator to use, you want to be very, very clear about that in your agreement. Well, thank you, Jessica, for joining us today. We appreciate you being with us. And for more information on uh, this topic or on the article, please visit www.intellectualproperty.law. And you'll see Jessica's article, Satanic Panic, Trademark Laws Collision with the First Amendment. Thank you. Thanks, Steve.